welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And let's do it. It's the Duff McKagan joke of the week. Chris Jericho and, and all the people listening. How you guys doing? Duff McKagan here. I am. Oh, yeah. I'm sticking to one thing. Uh, number one rule. Golden rule. Don't be a dick. Right? Just want to get that through there. Just for. That's my number one rule. Um, okay. You ever think of this, Chris Jericho? Jeremy Irons, the actor Jeremy Irons. Do you ever think he maybe quietly chuckles to himself when he's ironing? Thank you very much. Goodbye. I actually like that one. And I like his golden rule. Don't be a dick. Good philosophy to live by. The joke, though, I like. I actually like it. Jeremy Irons. <laughs> the irony of Jeremy Irons. Uh, thanks to Duff for delivering every Friday the great joke without fail. Just like the Winnipeggers, new episodes drop every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Come laugh with me, Ribo, and Spivak, Dave Spivak, as we uh, take part in one of the hottest growing shows on YouTube and Facebook today. Uh, the episode of Winnipeggers released last night is great. It's all about this place in Winnipeg called The Ville. The Ville was a place that we grew up uh, next to, just down the street from where we live. That was a bowling alley, hotel, motel, arcade, bar, beer vendor, and strip club, everything in one place. Did you go to the strip club when you were 15 years old? I did. I had the fake idea to prove it. So we have some crazy stories from our years hanging out at the Ville in Winnipeg. You can see it on my Facebook page or my YouTube channel. Check it out now. And also check out powerhouse Will Hobbs from Team Taz. He's talking about his wrestling journey, how he came to AEW, getting his start in the ghettos of San Francisco, what it was like growing up seeing shows at the famous Cow Palace, we also talk about losing his older brother 10 years ago, how his uh, older brother basically shielded him from bullets on the streets of where they lived and how wrestling was their shared dream, how much it means to Will to be signed to AEW because of that. Will also talks about the influence of his grandparents, the way he felt when Sting, one of his heroes, debuted in AEW, what he learned from Brody Lee in the short time he knew him, and he tells the story about his WWE tryout. All this, powerhouse Will Hobbs, starting now. On Talk is Jericho. Will and I were just having a great conversation for about five minutes, and I realized I hadn't turned the, uh, the recorder on. So I'm here with Will Hobbs, which is great, uh, because I had not been familiar with your work in the, in the past until you came to AEW. And um, it's been great to see you because you came in in the summer, mm-hmm. and in a very short time, impressed enough people to now where you're in one of the top programs yeah. uh, in the company. So... How has your AEW experience been? I'm Pretend s- that you didn't just say that. <laughs> I'm smiling right now because, like, I still can't believe I'm here. Like, when I leave San Francisco, coming to Jacksonville, I'm in, like, wow, every time. Like, I'm on my way to work. Like, I'm on TV, you know, doing what I love to do. And there's so many people I know that hate their jobs, you know, wish they could do something else. But I'm doing what I want to do. Since I was four years old, when I went to my first show at the Cow Palace, like I'm doing what I love to do, I'm watching f- wrestling and in the bed with my grandparents, watching my grandparents getting mad over this and that. Like I'm happy because I, I I know where I'm from. There's some little kid watching me, and it's like, man, he he's from East Palo Alto. He's doing his thing. I can do what I want to do, and just just to look. The, like the the looks on my kids' face when you know they're like my dad's a wrestler he's doing this like it's it's amazing like and now it's almost like it's it's legit because you're on TV like yeah well, if you're a wrestler and just working in the community centers and stuff like we all started mm-hmm. that's one thing when you're actually on TV 
Yeah. Now it's official that yeah. you're a wrestler. Right? Yeah, my, my son, he's doing a, he has doing his classes uh, on on Zoom, and his teacher was wearing a AEW oh. shirt, and he's like, you know, my dad wrestles for him. He's like, who's your dad? He's like, Will Hobbs, and you know, they spent like twenty minutes during class. Oh, the teacher didn't know. <laughs> talk, talking about me, so it, it was cool. But I just, I mean, wow, every time, just. You know, it's funny. So you said something earlier that people used to make fun of you mm-hmm. to that you wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah. In what way? They just thought, oh, why do you like that fake stuff? You know, you, you, you like guys in their underwear. I'm like, look, it's it's just, this is what I like. Like, just the the drama, the just everything about it. It just, I was just drawn to it as a kid. It's probably because, you know, I grew up hearing stories about my grandparents when they moved from, they took a Greyhound bus from, Hollaberg, Mississippi to San Francisco. Oh, wow. Uh, I think 1961, and they lived down the street from the Cow Palace. So all I heard was Ray Stevens, Pat Patterson, Kenji Shibuya, High Chief Peter Mavia, the great Mufisto, you know, Roy Shire. That's all I heard about. Like, I didn't, football was cool, basketball, you know, but wrestling, wrestling was, was my thing. Yeah. I had, had, we didn't have a lot growing up. You know, we had everything we needed, but my grandparents made sure that I, ha- I had my, action figures you know my, my big mama my grandma would call them figurines or little men's and i would just get so mad i'm like little they're men's. wrestlers i'm like, she's like okay whatever my guys yeah. and you know she would call and order uh, i was like i think it was one of the wrestlemania she called the cable company she's like yeah i want to order wrestlemaniac and i'm like no, that's not how you say it and she's just like i don't care but it's just it's something that i loved and my grandma and grandpa just always, you know, if you love it, don't Go worry. For it, don't man. yeah, don't worry about what anyone else thinks. You, yeah, what I was saying to you before is, is it's interesting because so San Francisco obviously is a wrestling hotbed mm-hmm. from that era with the Cow Palace, which is still there to this day. And when yes. you go in there, it's it looks like it was made in the forties, yeah. but it's a famous wrestling venue. It is. I actually did two uh, indie shows at the Cow okay. Palace, so which was cool. And I remember getting yelled at by you. At Super Bowl, oh, because I tried touching you, and you're like, "Get away from me!" Is against Juventude? Yes, that was my favorite WCW match. And, and mask versus uh, title. And my grandma, she like had this look on her face where she just wanted to kill you. Your grandma, like, wanted yeah, to be, for like yelling you? at me. So just, did you try and touch me? And I said, "I did, I did." Like I didn't you know. I we snuck down <laughs> to the uh, guardrail on the aisle, and my grandpa wasn't all for that. He's like, "This is our seats. We got to stay here." My grandma's like, "No, we're going down Take there, and I'm trying man. to reach and touch you." And, <laughs> don't touch me yeah it was awesome man <laughs> you know so i was gonna say though that um same thing for me when i wanted to get in wrestling i grew up in winnipeg mm-hmm. which is another wrestling hotbed at the time with awa then became a wwe kind of stronghold and it was the same thing people just thought like like wrestling like this is like what are you talking about it's almost like telling me you wanted to be like a sword swallower yeah or a mime in the circus or something and i'll never forget this is that um i i was at church i used to go to church line had a really good relationship with my pastor and he told everybody, Chris is moving from Winnipeg to Calgary to, to, to go to wrestling school. And people started laughing. I'll never forget that feeling of like people laughing because I want uh, to go yeah, to wrestling I've, school. I've had that. And that, that always stuck in my head where I was like, I'm going to make it now. Someone's going to laugh at me. Like I just had that, that passion for it. No matter what anybody said, mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. So let's just make it happen. Yeah, no, dude, I forget what year it was, but I dressed up as, uh, I dressed up as Sting one year. And I got awesome. like made fun of, you know, and it's whatever. Like, Blasting. It's, yeah, yeah, and it just. 
But that's, you know, I always find, like you said, that like you mentioned, there's a lot of people that, that you know that are, have jobs that aren't mm-hmm. completely happy or, or just kind of accepting it. Yeah. Whereas you and I lived our dream, and it's not easy to get there. And a lot of people don't appreciate it because they didn't get to live their dreams. True. So they always kind of look at you with a down your nose. Just a bitter. Bit. Yeah, a little bitter. But I, I started wrestling, watching wrestling with my grandmother, too, mm-hmm. when I was about seven. Because, like I said, we used to watch AWA. And she hated Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> I love Jesse the Body because he was so charismatic, and he was, but I wouldn't tell my grandma that, so I would boo him too. But deep down inside, I'm like, that, I'm not going to disagree guy. with my grandma, but I love this guy. Yeah, you know. So was it like that growing up with you? Like, it, it was. You know, I would like. I remember my grandma bought me a a robe, bathrobe from uh, Sears. And my sister had this little bedazzler kit, and she tried <laughs> hooking it up like ravishing Rick Rude, and my grandma was just so mad. And but yeah, my my grandma always loved the, you know, the the baby faces, and sometimes I would just be a smartass and, and go against her, and you know, and she she would kind of like haze me a little bit, but then you know, sit next to Big Mama, you know, it it was good because she she knew I enjoyed it, and right. she enjoyed it as well, and it's. It's like I, I heard my grandpa would tell me a story um, about they went and saw Rocky Johnson at the Cow Palace. And I think he was working. He was teaming with Peter Maivia. And I think she said he was working. I want to say Pat Patterson. I forget the other person. But Rocky was just getting beat and beat and beat. And my grandma was just getting so mad. My grandpa was like, she wanted to hop the barricade and this and that. It's <laughs> good, good stuff. The people that they were so passionate about it yeah, too, yeah. and you would always not so much now because wrestling is more for for younger people. But but when even when I started, you'd always have that one older lady, old lady grandma. Yep. Uh, she the one lady in Winnipeg. She had a hat pin like back in the day. A pin would put like a flower on the mm-hmm. side of your Sunday best hat, and they would take the pin and basically stab the heels in the ass, like stabbing them with their hat pins. And what do you oh, do? Man. Fight a granny? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, but it's, it seems that you were you were raised by your grandparents. Yeah, I was okay. I was raised by the, my grandparents from the time I was born. Gotcha. Like I was always with them. Gotcha. You know, um, Big Mama and Papa. That, mm-hmm. That's what that's what we called them. Yeah. Um, I was raised by them and everything that I know how to be a responsible adult. Like they taught me. They they raised their kids and turn around and raise their grandkids, which is a tough job. You know. But I'm so grateful mm. that that I had them because if I didn't have them, I would just the environment I grew up. I would either be dead or in jail. Be on the streets. Yeah, my my grandma did not want that. Like she did not play. Well, five foot five woman from Mississippi, she she didn't play. We're all scared of our moms and grandmas. Yeah, to yeah this day. She, she did not play. <laughs> so, what was your how, how was your journey to get into wrestling? Then, like when you decide you want to do this from a young age, mm-hmm. when do you finally go? Okay, now I got to figure out how the hell I'm going to do this. I, so, I grew up uh, going to all pro wrestling shows in Hayward. Uh, remember the movie Beyond the Mat? Well, let me give you a little quick story. <laughs> so, you're talking Hayward, California. Yes. So, I when in about 1992, I was in Canada just wrestling Indies. I said, I got to get out of Canada. I got to mm-hmm. I got to go to the states and try and get on TV or something. And my dad was dating a, a, a lady who's now married to that was living in Palo Alto, which you mentioned. Yes. So I went there on, on airline points and I worked for, I believe it was all pro. It was Hayward, California. And the promoter was Woody Farmer. Okay. And Shane 
Cody was his son, and they had a little TV show that they filmed in like a warehouse in Hayward that was on Sports Channel America. And I thought, this is it. I'm going to make it. I'm on Sports Channel America. It's probably, you know, penetration of 75 homes across <laughs> the country. But so I actually spent a little bit of time in Hayward. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was called Old Pro, but the promoter's Woody Farmer, old school brother. You know, typical, you know, everybody's bowing to Woody Farmer and yep, just, yep. Well, we'll give you a shot, kid. Meanwhile, I'm better than the whole f-ing roster after two years because no one knew what they were doing. But so I know that area and know the, the kind of the, the promotions that are there. Yeah, I, you know, I actually, I, I've seen that match on YouTube. With Shane Cody? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, just, yeah. it just surfaced. Yes, yeah, so I, I saw someone like reposted on Twitter and I watched it. I was like, okay, okay. So did you, do you... When you went to those shows, were those guys there, or was that kind of you? They were. Um, it was those guys were, I believe, on their on their way out gotcha. when I was uh, going there. Um, but so it was all pro wrestling, is what it was called. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up watching shows growing up there, and I always wanted to do it. And my grandpa was like, "Oh, yeah, you know, too skinny. You know, just just you're good at football. Let's stick with that." And it got to the point where I was talking to my grandpa, and he's just like, "Look." I don't want to hear 20 years from now that I stopped you from doing what you want to do. And if yeah. you want to go do it, cool. I don't have the money for it. So what are you going to do? So I ended up getting a job at Best Buy and scrapping up money. Like I didn't have enough for the full tuition. I had to pay monthly. And you mentioned the movie Beyond the Mat. Yes. So that that's the actual school I went to. It's that one, the one famous scene where the uh, guy was about to throw the, other, the fan off the balcony. Mm-hmm. I guess like for throwing something at him or spitting oh, right. on him. So that that's the actual school that I went to. Was it was it Roland Alexander? That's Roland Alexander gotcha. School. Yeah, because he school. was all over that beyond the map. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Roland was always good to me. Mm. Always make sure I had what I needed. He uh, actually had someone um, give me a pair of wrestling boots, mm. like my first pair of boots. So I, I still have those boots. So that that's where I got started. We had twenty three people in our class, and only two of us were left. At the end, so there's times of setting up rings, driving six hours to go set up a ring, do ring crew, do security, watch the show, load the ring back in the truck, and then drive six hours back home, not getting paid nothing. Mm-hmm. First thing I got thrown into since I had generic gear and boots already, got thrown into Battle Royal. Vets got a hold of me. Okay, cool. My trainer got me. Told me to throw a punch. He ducked. I was on the ropes, clothesline me, took me over. I thought that was, like, amazing. Like, I'm, I'm in here. I'm, I'm doing something. That's it, right? Yeah, and then they had the battle royal on YouTube. I would just skip to the part where I'm at. And <laughs> like, okay, I, I, I took that over the top rope pretty good. I think I have enough for a highlight reel now. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it's amazing. Yeah. It just, I'm doing what I want to do. Like, I, I knew from there, like, it, of course it was going to be hard, but I, I can't complain, man. Like, I would do that whole journey and glad i'm on this journey now i'll do all that over again but that's but that's how you learn respect for yeah business. and you also yeah. learn life lessons too yep you know it's one of the things that like um a lot of guys train now and maybe they go to nxt for example or maybe they they're here just from qt school or whatever mm-hmm. maybe and that's great but it's this it's experience that you get like you mentioned six hours setting up the rings oh the tire blew out Got to yeah. wait on the side of the road for the guy to come yep, fix it or whatever. Happen. Like all that stuff really makes you think. Like, do I really want to do this? Yeah. And most of the time, the answer is like, yeah. Yeah, like all, all like my friends are out partying on the weekends, and what am I doing? I'm going to to wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you don't hang out with us? Well, 
sorry. <laughs> like right. I, I'm doing <laughs> doing what I want to do. Like so, did you mostly just stay in that Bay Area? Or did you I, I stayed in the Bay Area, and then I I reached out to uh, Booker T. Did a couple shows at his school. Did you know him or just? I, I didn't. I cold just, called him. Yeah, I just saw a number on the internet and was like, "This is the number to Reality of Wrestling." Called. Did a couple shows there. Hold on, when you called, the who answered? I believe Charmel, his wife. So what do you say? I was nervous. I was like, hi, my name's uh, Will Hobson. I'm interested in coming out from for a show. I'm going to be in the area. And the sheep ended up passing him the phone. And was hey, man. Yeah. He was Do you like, think he was serious at first? A little bit gruff, maybe? Yeah. And I, know, I was like, is, is this? Yeah, what you want, man? Is, is this book for real? <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't want to ask that, but I just let him know I was going to be there. Sent him some info. And then down the line, I ended up meeting Rikishi. And Gangrel did some stuff, uh, matches at Knox Pro. Got a lot of game from uh, Rikishi. Um, so just to go back to the Booker thing, so w- w- did you go to, to, to Houston? Uh, were you going to be in the area, or were you flying there just to, for the shows? I was flying there just for the shows. The shows. That's great. Like, and that's, that's, that's awesome that you did that. Yeah, I did the tag partner that I had at the time. We scraped up some money, got hooked up on some Southwest tickets, stayed in the shittiest motel six ever and less you know I'm, I'm from the hood so the part of town we were in it, it didn't matter for you to, to say that this is the shittiest you hotel know, ever. i'm just like i'm from the hood but i don't know if i would stay here but it it was worth it uh um, just to get the experience and make yeah. contacts and yeah you know and i'm still in contact with a few people down there and end up later on going down to knox pro so talk about that because i know that the rikishi obviously Huge star in the WWE. Yes. Uh, great guy. Yep. Uh, great worker, too. Oh, yeah. Typical Samoan. Yep. <laughs> Every Samoan's a great worker. Or Islander, Tongan as well. So tell me about about that time that you spent with him. Uh, was, so I, I was in the tag team at the time. And we went down there. It was about a six-hour drive from uh, from Hayward to Los Angeles where they were at. So we will make the trip back and forth. But the thing that I picked up from him is just don't quit. Do what you need to do, and, and things will happen. Like treat this craft with respect. If you treat it with respect, it will eventually be good to you. And you know, he taught me just how to put on a show. You know, I, I still still working on it. You know, I'm don't want to get, you know, just be happy where I am. I'm, I want to do other things. Yeah, of that's the sign of a true professional. Yeah. And, you know, whenever he's in the Bay, I think we did an indie show maybe about two years ago. He was he was up there and just instantly gave me a big hug. Like, how you doing? I've been watching you. You know, stick with it, Oose. And I ended up doing, uh, working with Ezekiel Jackson for about four years, mm. learning from him, uh, his school, Brickhouse Pro. So the way, the way I put it is I'm getting – all different flavors you know it's like baskin robbins i'm getting game from here 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 you know that's how you learn and figure out what your style is yeah you know take Definitely. a little bit from each place and each guy and yep. shake it all up in a will hobbs blender yeah, and this is me right you know my grandma used to say you put it in a pot and mix it like gumbo <laughs> so that's you know that's what i'm doing are either of your grandparents still with us no okay uh my, my grandparents that raised me passed away in 07 and 2009 so it's, had you already started in the business by chance i, I was just getting into it. okay i was just getting into it um 
my grandma passed away in 07 and I wasn't into it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the fact that after my grandpa passed away, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah. okay, I, I got to do this. Right, right. That was your catalyst. Huh? Yeah. Let's talk about how you got to AW, but before we hear that story, I know all you guys listening either own or rent your own homes. I know it's hard work, but you know what's easy is bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. All right, Will, what finally brought you to AEW? Um, I ended up getting a text from uh, QT. And I thought somebody was ribbing me. And I was like, okay. I looked at it, put my phone down, answered it a couple hours later, and said, hey, this is QT Marshall from AEW. Are you local to the Jacksonville area? I said, no, but I'll find a way to get out there. So how did he find you? Um, So Marcus Mack, he actually is the promoter and owner of All Pro Wrestling. And I believe he reached out to, to Cody. And gotcha. we got a guy here that you should take a look at sort of thing. Yeah. And I believe, and I believe Cody remembered me from the, the couple shows he did in the Bay area. So, cause wasn't there, you mentioned you did a couple shows at the Cow Palace. There was a really big indie show at the Cow Palace. Yeah. It was Cody. I forgot who Cody was working. Uh, it was a big cage match. Right. Cody was out there. So it, it was, and it was like, a, was it based around some other matches as well? I'm just trying to think. Yeah. Of but we, we had that was. Jeff card on the cob. Just Jeff Card on the cob. Jeff Cobb. <laughs> Jeff Corn on the cob. <laughs> and uh, Brian Cage was on the card. It was, a, it was a lot of action that night, I believe. Um, Did you draw a good crowd? Yeah, I think the the house is maybe a little over five thousand, which was great. For that's a, huge. For that's indie that's show. basically more than WWE would do at this place. It, you know? it was huge, and the fact that I used to go there and I got to walk down the same aisle like you and other people <laughs> the, for me. Classics, it, yeah, right? it, it, it was amazing. Like, I took my time walking down that It aisle. says Cody versus Kenny Omega. Was that the match? No, at the Cow Palace? At the Cow Palace. That might be, was it Cody versus Joey Ryan? Yes, yes. There you go. So then the, I think the New Japan did a Cow Palace show too. They did. So anyway, so yeah, so that was the big show. So walking down the aisle with, for you. Yeah, it was it was cool, man. I'm just like, damn. His dressing room's upstairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my boy was like, you know, this is the... The room where Eddie was in after he won the That's WWE right. that Championship. Was Palace, yeah. I'm just like, man, I'm walking around. I see the old school pictures. I see a picture of Mr. Perfect and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I remember every time I used to come here, I used to look at that picture. And they had pictures of like Elvis Presley when they had like 11,000 people in there. The Jackson 5, Frank Beetle, Sinatra. Beatles. Beatles. You know, I'm like, man, I'm actually in the building that has like so much history and my, my grandpa right there yeah yeah and my grandpa was like you know the cow palace is the the mecca of the west coast mm-hmm. like for everything you know it's funny because there's always different stages of, of making it mm-hmm. you know, my, my first match against my first match and then my first match against someone that i'd seen on tv and the first time i wrestled in the winnipeg arena which yeah. is where i grew up watching wrestling was like like it's it was the greatest moment you know what i mean but as soon as you do that, now okay, what's the next goal? Yeah. Like working the Cow Palace is great, but once you did it, now I got to figure out what the next yeah. big step yeah. is. And this is uh, right. So QT gets the number, mm-hmm. calls you up, and says, "Are you local to Jacksonville?" And you're like, "I'll be there." Yeah, I know. I, I hadn't 
we, we were getting by, me and my family at the time, because, I mean, I just got laid off. That's uh, right. Where were you working? I was working at Facebook and Instagram. Right. So I was helping with the facilities department. So I would start work, like, at 3, 4 in the morning, make sure everything is set up in place. If there are any tickets coming in, I'd take care of all the people in there. Yeah. So and I got laid off due to the pandemic, and I'm, and my daughter was just born. She was two months old at the time. So I'm like, do I want to travel during this time? And I'm like, I got two other kids. I'm like, I, I got to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And then I, I came out here, and it was amazing. Everybody came up to, hey, how you doing? Like, you can look in someone's eyes and, and tell mm-hmm. if they're bullshitting you. Mm-hmm. And people come up to me shaking my hand that I don't know. Like, hey, how are you? You know, good to see you. And I introduce myself to people and people look at me in my eye. Oh, hey, my name's this and that, you know, pleasure to meet you. And I'm like, golly, like, I want to work here. And then, you know, I go to the famous board and and see who I'm supposed to work. And it says Will Hobbs versus Scorpio Sky. I'm like, okay, I know Scorpio from Cali. You know, we've been on a few indie shows. I go eat, come back and check the board. It says Will Hobbs versus Orange Cassidy. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, they switched it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay. Was that on Dark or was that on Dynamite? It was, it was on Dark. Right. And at this time, you and Orange like had that feud going. Right. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm working the hottest baby right now who's in the feud with the hottest heel. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this, like, this is about to be on. <laughs> then I look over at the time. It says 30 seconds. Really? I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, this, this, is, this is cool. I'm like, I figured what was coming. <laughs> And, you know, I ran into Orange and he's like introduces himself to me and he's like, hey, man, sorry about, you know, this, you know, and I get a lot of time. I said, look, I was like, I'm here to do a job. You're working with the hottest heel right now. You're the hottest baby right now. You need a big win. Yeah. yeah. I said, there's a size difference between us. And I'm thinking in my head, nobody's going to expect, you know, me to take any, you know, shit, but. We, we worked out the match, and me and Orange are talking, just goofing off, talking about James Brown albums, and comes to the time, Orange is in the ring, and he puts his hands in his pocket, and I'm talking junk to him in the ring, and I charge him, he moves, Superman punch, boom, one, two, three. And I'm, like, kind of peeking out my eye, looking around the crowd, and I see people in the, you know, in, in the audience a rogues gallery yeah just excited. like looking like what the hell happened and i knew then from there it's like man I'm, I'm gonna guess like this has to be on like some replays and it was like the package you guys had they showed a clip a couple clips of him knocking me out it is awesome like i cannot complain like i was getting blown up people telling me well why'd you do that why'd you job out like that and i'm thinking in my head like if you were here you'd be doing the you same don't get thing it. yeah it, it's not about me winning it's about me making him look good because he's going into something that's way bigger than me and what you said doing the job is we're saying that doing the quote-unquote job wrestling Mm -hmm. jargon you are doing the job that you were called to do like if we were acting in a movie yeah and the idea was will hobbs comes in and punches chris jericho in the head and his head explodes like okay great that's the script that's that was your job for the night and because you did a great job Mm -hmm. then you get a chance to do more yeah it did and, jobs, and right? it and i had people thanking me like oh thank you for doing that i'm like you don't need to thank me i, I appreciate it but, but also watch to see how you're gonna react to yeah you. i was i was happy like when i got home from the tapings i had some dental work done and then i went and got my hair cut and then 
couple guys in the barbershop were like, hey, I saw you get knocked out by that little dude. And I'm like, dude, like, look, my mouth is swollen. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, oh, for real? I'm like, yeah, like, he got me, man. He, like, put me out. And, and it's just an amazing thing. And I got people, you know, on social media and people that I know, like, why would you let him do that to you? And I'm like, it's not about that. Like, don't talk to me. Like, leave me alone. Like, I don't, I don't need that shit. I'm I'm here to to yeah. do a job. Do the work, right? So so then they asked you back the following team. Yeah, asked me back. I ended up doing um, uh, six man with um was me Sean Dean and um, Joe Alonzo. We ended up being Dark Order, and that I got the hot tag and I got to you know show some stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got that big spine buster in my whip power slam got in and. It, just went off from there and then I ended up doing security work for Britt Baker and I think I was her security for like three weeks and she she was she was totally awesome she's like when I like when I met her it was like talking to someone that I knew from high school like it was like an instant click and she's been a definitely been a big supporter of me and along with other people and it it's just amazing like when I would go home I would like be like damn i gotta go back home like when when's the next taping like i couldn't wait to get back out but you fit in that's the thing that was cool because i know from the start that tony really i mean you got a great look obviously Mm -hmm. and you could tell that you had some experience so there was really not no brainer but once again didn't know anything about you so like okay where has this guy been yeah with a guy that looks like you that i've never seen around before it was just such a like it always amazed me saying this last night how much great talent we have on our roster that I didn't know. I thought that like WWE was scooping up everybody, mm-hmm. but they weren't because, no. dude, there's so many guys on our roster that didn't go there, didn't want to go there, didn't try and go there. Yeah, you know? and it's just I'm just I think I might have told you this before. Like when you, you sat down with me to watch one of my matches, and I talked to got help from like FTR, Cody, Dustin, QT, Jr. Tully, numerous people here. You guys are taking your time to sit down with me and talk to me. And that means a lot to me. It means you're investing in me. Mm-hmm. So I just, man, it just means a whole lot. Like, of course, I don't want to let myself down, but I'm like, I really feel that there's a team atmosphere here. Well, here's another thing, Will, that's really cool is a lot of guys don't do that. Mm-hmm. They're the extra mile to ask for help. Like, I'll I'll watch anybody's match with yeah. anybody. A few I, people I know too. you will. You watch but, mine. Yeah, but but yeah, and that's because you asked me, and, and and we did it. So a lot of people don't. Maybe they're too intimidated. Maybe they don't care. But when you ask, we have that type of locker room where it is a team. Yeah, and we expect. I always say like everybody here is on the roster to be a star. Yep. No one's here like oh he's designated to be the prelim guy. Or he's designated like that doesn't work that way. Everybody here will get a chance, and then the dust will settle, and people will settle into where they will be. But everybody here is a star, whether it's. First match star, middle match star, last match star. There's room for everybody on yeah, the team. Exactly, and it's that that's right there means it means the world. So it means a whole lot. Like, man, the guys that I've watched are taking their time out to help me. I want to hear about how you finally got signed and when you got signed to AEW. Before we talk about that, I got to check in on my daughter Cheyenne and her Helix mattress. Uh, her Helix mattress is probably her favorite possession besides her phone. She loves it. Uh, you know that teenagers sleep a lot, but since we got Cheyenne the Helix mattress. We can hardly get her out of bed, which is a pro and a con, I guess. And the reason Cheyenne loves her Helix mattress is because it's the perfect mattress for her. 
She took the Helix sleep quiz and Helix used her answers to suggest what mattress we should get. The quiz took about two minutes and she answered questions like, do you sleep on your backside or stomach? Do you like a firm or soft mattress? Do you move around a lot at night, et cetera, et cetera. And her results said we should get the Moonlight Lux mattress. So we did. And as you keep hearing from me, Cheyenne loves it. It's, uh, Helix has a specific mattress for everybody's unique taste. You don't have to take our word for it, though. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 and 2020 by GQ and Wired magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Jericho. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix has a 10-year warranty, and you get to sleep on the mattress for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but trust us, you're going to love it. I appreciate that you will. And right now, Helix is offering up to $200 of all mattress orders and two free pillows at helixsleep.com slash Jericho. That's Helix Sleep, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash Jericho. For up to $200 off, try it risk-free for 100 nights, helixsleep.com slash Jericho. All right, Will, let's get back to you coming to AEW. How and when did you finally get signed? So I did the um, the All Out Battle Royal. Mm. So that 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 day meant a lot to me is um, the anniversary of my brother passing. Now, I want to hear that story, too. You tell um, when, you're, when you did that wasn't signed yet i got a elimination was in there your first pay-per-view I'm yeah assuming. first pay-per-view yeah. ever yeah. you know except for when i was young and i would pretend i was you know <laughs> in the front yard wrestling you know i was on every pay-per-view then but it, it was my first pay-per-view ever like i w- was nervous you know i had mjf come up to me and he's like what's wrong and i'm like dude i'm, I'm nervous and he looked at me and was like hey he's like you're here for a f- reason mm-hmm. and i was like all right well, let's get it you know did the battle royal, got some eliminations, had a big spot with um, Lance, and it was on from there. Then the following week, I did a match with Darby Allen on the Saturday Night Dynamite. Mm-hmm. That was cool, and Tony was, came up to me and was like, I want to offer you a deal. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> he's talking to me, and I'm like, kind of like, shaking a little bit and i'm trying to play it off cool you know he's like i gotta get back here you know i was like okay well you know we'll talk and got on the phone called everybody at home and you know it it was amazing it's a it, great day huh yeah it, it was it was the the tier zero deal but it's still a deal it's a deal you know yeah. i never had nobody give me like no contract it's a contract with regular anything. paycheck in the middle of a pandemic exactly yeah. so which you know which was awesome and then I end up getting a tier one deal, you know. Oh, right, so you got bumped up another Yeah, okay. right after I did the thing, what came out and saved Mox. Right, yeah. That, that was awesome. Came out with a chair. Yeah. Like, like, where I'm from in East Palo Alto, it's a two square mile city. And everybody knows everybody. Like, I had a gang of people in the hood call me. It was like, you did that with Mox. He was in there, you know, this and that. Is it the same person that called me when I lost in 30 seconds to the little guy? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, was. Yeah. it was one of those people. But, you know, I was just so excited. And then when I saw on Twitter they said Will Hobbs is all elite, like I got home, yeah. opened up the door, and just and I, I cried. Like it is like, man. Just look at that graphic. Yeah. Elite, sat down and cried and thought about just all the people said I couldn't do it all the teachers that said i would be dead by the time i was 19 you know basically everybody just telling you you wouldn't be shit like mm-hmm. it it's 
an amazing feeling. Like it just. It's cool too. Like you can tell that you come from good stock. Your grandparents must have been great people. Because I remember the, the, I just thought about this right now when something happened where like did, you, you accidentally like potatoed Luther or something and mm-hmm. you brought him a bottle the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I felt so bad. I didn't mean to. Like we all. Well, it's wrestling. It happens. Yeah, we we I like. I believe Bret Hart said it in the um, in the Wrestling with Shadows documentary. It always stuck with me when I watched it as a kid because I had it on the VHS that at the end of the day, we all should take off our boots. Like we had a hard days at work and, and not get hurt. It, right. and, and Luther was was good to me my first day. He's like, hey, I know, you know, uh, Adam, you know, we got a, he had a common mutual friend and it, I, just, I felt bad like man i didn't mean to you know hit my boy like that but, him in the face or something yeah i i didn't end up grabbing like hitting him in the his back ear that's right god we and then and it's just anytime i see luther i you know we give each other a hug mm-hmm. you know he's a tremendous dude and I just, I just felt bad but i'm like look let me let me make this right you know he of course he just didn't say i didn't have to do anything but but that's a classy thing to yeah do. yeah and that's cool so it was, when he told me, I was like, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. I'm just like, you know, we all here to work, man. So but let's talk about your brother. You told me the story before. But there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a big story here. And you yeah. mentioned being from the hood. Yeah. And had you not again got into wrestling, you, you could be dead or in jail or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what, what happened with your brother. Yeah. You know, he's uh, just so my, we were tight. Uh, he wanted brother. Yeah. Gotcha. He wanted to be get in the wrestling business, and he wanted to to be my manager. Tall, lanky dude, like slick. <laughs> you know, could could talk. Could you know? We always said he could sell an Eskimo snow. So he had that type of game, and you know, just getting into the wrong crowd, and you know, just end up just not doing what you, what you're supposed to do. Like it just, he ended up getting shot. And I end up, you know, getting hit in the forearm, and it, you were you were with him. Yeah, when, just when getting the fight broke out. Shut up, shoved out of the way. So it's he shoved you out of the yeah. way, and then took took a bullet. Yep. Wow. And his. How his, old were you at the time? I was twenty-two. Wow. So you're fairly old at that point in time, man. Mm. So, so this is kind of was is this kind of a shared dream then? It is. It's your brother. A, yeah. It's a, it's a shared dream with him, and I say along with, with my grandparents, and it just I tell you, like on the, on the day of all out September fifth, like I wanted to like say something, you know, and like this was for him, but I just it's been ten years, and I still like it. It still hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, Trying not to cry. Um, no, no, I, I wasn't. I just. I just find it's a very interesting story. Like for me, like I had uh, my mom had a really bad accident right right when I was in wrestling school, and I was like, "Well, do I quit wrestling?" And she's like, "No, like you continue on and you mm-hmm. do this." And I was like, "If okay, if I, I'm going to make it now, like if this is the if this is the sacrifice that I'm making, leaving my mom." to go find my fame and fortune because she want me to. You better f- believe I'm going to find it. Yeah. Did you kind of have that drive with, I had it. from your brother and your grandparents? I, I, it's like now there's no, there, there's, there, no, there's no second plan. There's no second guessing anything. No, yeah. Plus, you know, I got, I got kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's, you know, I have my older son at a young age. 
and and I look at him and my my younger son, how tight they are, mm-hmm. and it just it just reminds me so much of me and what my brother. brother yeah. What was your brother's name? Tyrone. Tyrone. So it was, it was, yeah. Everything I do, like, is, is, is for them. You know, I got so many people depending on me, and, you know, I feel like I have my city depending on me. Like, I just, I, I can't let people down. Like, I, I refuse to, mm-hmm. and it just—it just reminds me so much. I just everything I have to accomplish, mm-hmm. and you know I, I have fun here, but it is still business, and I, I got goals that I want to accomplish. What kind of goals do you have? I want to be world champion. Mm-hmm. I want, that should be your goal. That should I, be everybody's goal. I, I want to be world champion. I want to when we eventually get to being in arenas doing what we, you know, what we do. I want to headline stuff. You know, I want to be the one that that does does everything. I want to be the captain of the ship. Yeah. You know, I want to be in your leader. Yeah, I want to be like how you are, how you were with me, how you are with other people. Sit down and talk to them, teach them, guide them. Like, that, that's what I want to do. That's cool. I, I want to go down as as being one of the greats. Like, we just had a a newspaper article and about me like in san francisco uh san jose mercury news um oh yeah you know palo alto daily like i was on the front page of those i'm like man what was the headline it says pro wrestler uh makes it big time (laughs) local boy makes it yeah yeah had the meanest picture of me you know (laughs) look at all mean with the lip snarl and it's, it's just awesome like i just I just think the experiences, the life experience of experiences I've had, like mm-hmm. growing up, I've had people put stuff in my backpack saying, hey, before you get on the bus, you need to go down that house, mm-hmm. like taking out all my books, my binders, note, notebooks, school books, putting stuff in my backpack. If you go to that house, you're the, you're the mule. Yeah. yeah. And who's going to look at a, a seven, eight year old kid? walking down the street the cops aren't gonna look at me something that 70 year old kids should never have to experience yeah they're not gonna look at me you're like i you know i've had people tell me hey when i get off the bus go walk the other way home like you don't want to be here when this is about to happen oh i gotcha so i get out like right the the bus stop was about a half a block away from where i live so i would just get off the bus half a block go home i had to walk eight blocks before I got home, and my grandma was like, "What the hell took you so long?" And I just explained to her like, "Big Mama, like they told me I had to go this way." Was there something going down? Yeah, yeah, it was just about drive by or something. Yeah, big fight, big brawl, yeah. shootings, you know. So it, she's like, "Okay," and you know, my different grand- different set of rules when you live in that environment. Yeah, isn't there? And, and everyone respected my grandparents so much uh, where we live, like. My grandpa was the type to buy all the neighborhood kids ice cream when the ice cream man came by. Like everybody would call him Mr. Mo. Mr. Mo? Yeah, his last last name was Moore, but every you know, he would introduce himself as Mo. So everybody <laughs> called him Mr. Mo behind ice cream and just the older crowd, they like knew who my grandparents was. So there was a lot of times that I got looked after. Like if I was getting bothered and I let someone know, they'd be like, Okay, well, you ain't got to worry about them. Mm-hmm. 
it's everything I've learned from growing up. Like it, what what I traded, no, because I just it made me who who I am. Mm -hmm. So it just there's a lot of things I wish I didn't have to go through, but I'm here. Stronger, right? Yeah. You mentioned you had to try it with WWE, and we're going to talk about that. But first, uh, I want to say thanks to Magic Spoon for making breakfast delicious again. I never thought I would be eating as much cereal as I have been in the last year, and it's got nothing to do with the pandemic. I had given up on cereal because most of it is filled with sugar and other stuff that's not great for you, but then Magic Spoon came along and it changed everything. Now, you guys know that blueberry is my favorite flavor, but I'll tell you now that the new Cinnamon Magic Spoon is a close second, and now that you can build your own Magic Spoon box... Mine's filled with blueberry and cinnamon. Very tasty. And you can choose the flavors you like best. Cocoa, fruity, maybe the peanut butter. Sometimes I add frosted Magic Spoon to my custom box for me and my kids. They really like that flavor, and so do I. So create your own custom combination at magicspoon.com slash Jericho. Magic Spoon has zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs for serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, GMO-free, low-carb, and most importantly, it tastes freaking great, honestly. So go to magicspoon.com slash Jericho to build your own custom variety box, and be sure to use my promo code Jericho at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident that you'll like their product as much as I do that they will back it with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Give it a try. Have a bowl of Magic Spoon cereal to start your day. Go to magicspoon.com slash Jericho. Use the promo code Jericho to save five bucks off your order. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring Talk is Jericho and for being the breakfast of La Champion. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you mentioned that you had to try it with WWE or mm -hmm. did you go for one of their... Because their their, their three-day camps are basically just drills, right? Is, is that, yeah. is, did you go for one of those? Yeah, I went for one of those. And How did you get hooked up there for that? Um, I got an email saying, hey, we would like to invite you out for a trial. It was after I did um, a couple dark matches there in the area. Uh, did the three-day tryout. What um, do you do during those three days? Cardio drills blowing crazy, right? up. Like, I thought I was going to be in the best shape. Like, I... I dropped down from 253 to, I think, 222, like, trying to get my car wow. up. And and I was like, okay, just getting blown up. But in my in my class, I had Eddie Kingston, and I had Big Swole there. Oh, wow. So, like, ever since then, like, we, we've stayed in contact. Was, yeah, yeah it, 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 it was cool. And and none of them got signed, right? No, yeah. no. And, and just those three days were just getting blown up. And I remember getting cramps and went to the local Walmart and like Chris I kid you not I bought so much Pedialyte yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to rehydrate yeah. I was hurt the electrolytes back yeah and then we end up like the last day we end up doing um promos who was helping you with those uh it was William Regal mm. was leading it leading uh the promo class and it, he came up to me and said you know he liked my promo because I, I used my real life situation what a story. There's, you yeah. don't have to make anything up. It's yeah. right there. And, it, and a lot of people cut wrestling promos. And I was told then, like, that day, like, you want to get emotion out of people. I'm like, no, nobody knew my story. And and there was probably maybe about 60 of us in this tryout. And I, I cried during it, like, the whole minute that I had. And, like, 
the whole thing. Willpower is is, is not a gimmick like that. That's me. Everything that I've gone through, you, you got to have willpower. Mm-hmm. Like most people I know, like couldn't go through this shit. And it's just. Right. It, and the thing is, too, you can use those experiences as a heel or a baby face. Yeah. It works either way. Yep. You know, and that's why like, it's 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 like it's right there. It's the, you know, and not the circumstances behind it, but it's the perfect backstory for you to latch on to yeah. as a character. Yeah, and I, I just took me a while like to get to get comfortable like with, with saying everything, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, I'm pretty sure there's someone else yeah. that has that is or has been through my situation that hopefully they can get some type of inspiration out of it. So you do the thing with with the WWE, WWE. William Regal likes your promo. Yeah. Then what happens after that? I get an email about <laughs> two months later saying, "Oh, you know, we don't have anything for you right now, um, but when we come to town, you know, we'll bring you in for extra, doing extra dates." And it was at the time it was like, damn, because I put so much into like training you know doing this and that and then you just tell me you know we're interested but we don't have anything for you right now okay cool but after that i probably maybe did five six extra stuff with them you know when they came to town and nothing of it Mm -hmm. i had good little tryout matches let me know like the yeah they do the the show they do before the show for like scott armstrong and yeah yeah and scott yeah scott was always cool with me and i'm like okay well what's gonna happen i'm getting all this like great feedback you know like what can we do nothing Hmm. you know i get out there every time oh you, you did good good you know we like this and that okay like I, it's just a stroke. They're yeah, stroke like I, I got game from my grandparents. You know, just when someone's trying to pull one over you, and you know, we we had a neighborhood guy in the hood like that name, uh, Gil, that would just try to just pull stuff over you. And I remember my grandpa and uncle sitting in their truck eating peanuts, talking about, you know, like who the hell is he gonna try to get over today? Like, <laughs> look at him. Like yeah. he asked to borrow my grandpa's lawnmower. Like my grandpa was like. Motherfucker, you're not borrowing my lawnmower, like, because I'm never going to see it again. You know, and I, you know, I picked up game from them quick, and I just, I knew that I was getting BS'd. Mm-hmm. And then when I did my um, match with Darby on the Saturday Night Dynamite, I get an email and said, hey, you know, we're interested, you know, basically we've been thinking about you, and it just pissed me off. Like, as a man, like, for someone to, bullshit you it for me personally it pisses me off just tell me the truth yeah that way we don't try to cover up anything well it's it's such blatant it's so obvious too like yeah. right after but we've been thinking about really were you thinking about me or did you just happen to watch what's going on in dynamite and say oh remember that guy yeah we'll sign him like what do they think how stupid do you have to be to fall for that and some people i shouldn't say fall for it. some people go for it because they want they want mm-hmm. it that's great but if you have other options, and just as a man, like you said, that's pretty like dude, yeah, seriously? yeah, Come and on. it just, and it's just like, I'm pretty sure they they saw the battle royal I was in, and I didn't know I was getting signed, and it's just like I took my chance of saying no, like, mm-hmm. oh, so that was so you said no to them, and then you had, but you weren't signed here yet, no. See, that's cool. So a I lot of people would not have done that. You know, I just didn't have all you know 
money coming in. It's like, you know, I was, you know, getting, yeah, and it, I'm cool. I'm, I'm kind of good at going with my gut sometime. You know, I, I believe that. And that's also shows your conviction. Cause I'm the same way. Like, like sometimes the, 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 the proven easy route, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to work out. It's no. not for the right reasons. Yeah. And even just being backstage there and here, I'm sure you saw differences. It's com- complete opposite. Like here, everybody is cool. Like I see everyone mingling, you know, with the with the extras when they're here. People mingled mingled with me when I was an extra. It's cool. It makes you feel like a part of the team, and it makes you. F- For me, it made me feel like okay, I want to come back and do this. Like I know I'm not winning, but my job is to make. When I work Sean Spears, make Sean Spears look good. Mm-hmm. And Sean told me, he was like, hey, you know, thanks for selling that leg like that. And, you know, and just having people trust you. Because I think when I wrestled Sean, I maybe had like five um, dark matches for AEW. And he let me, he's like, okay, what do you want to do? What What do you want to get in? I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it made me made me feel good. Just as we start to wind down here, now we mentioned right at the beginning being part of one of the main angles on the show and Mm -hmm. obviously being part of Team Taz and kind of building up this angle with Sting which and Darby, but you mentioned earlier Sting was one of your heroes. Sting was my dude. So how was that for you? (laughs) It is awesome. Like When when he appeared uh, for the first... Did you know? Not to like a couple hours before. I'm like, I still ain't seen dude like... Is he gonna appear on the the screen or or what? When he came out and that snow was coming out, I'm looking around. I kid you not, I'm like, I'm yelling, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And it was just so loud out there. Yes. It was loud. It was and a great I'm, night. That was the biggest pop we've had in the post pandemic mm-hmm. era. Yeah. And I'm just like looking. I'm just like, I just I remember watching WCW and you know Sting would come out. How the NWO would like just be in the ring i knew i of course they knew but it was just like me i'm like what's going on like what was happening he's walking out all slow and i i got goosebumps yeah, yeah. and you know it is this is awesome it's another one of those moments where you're like holy smokes yeah like i'm i'm here I'm here yeah like this is gonna be a like one of the top moments in this company mm-hmm. and i'm part of it how was it uh and how did you find out that you're gonna be a part of team taz uh tony told me he's mm-hmm. like you know we got this thing you know we want you a part of it i'm like cool i i know ricky i know brian like got to know taz pretty well i'm like let's do it and watching ecw when i was a kid i remember the ftw title and just taz reminds me of so many people from where i grew up like just a, a badass like i was like <laughs> yeah. okay I, I can be a part of this like you know, I'm from the hood. I can I can get down with this beating up people and right. You know, it, it's just awesome because the whole thing with Team Taz, Darby, and Sting it's it's a thing that's going on weekly and weekly. It's a long term storyline. Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's building up. And I'm like I said, I'm I'm what in my fourth month into my contract, and like this is this is tight. It's cool. Like I, I cannot complain. I remember the first time I worked with uh, with Hogan. I worked with him probably for about six months. Mm-hmm. But the first time working with him was like, you know, I was a big Hogan fan when I was a kid. And to be in the ring where he was like, you got, you got a brother, you, you, you take care of me. And I would basically saying like, put together the match. Oh, nice. Tell him what you want to do. Because we worked house shows and everything. And that was really cool. Like, A, 
like you said, I'm really here. But then also to like have the fact that he's trusting me to put together the whole match. Yeah. And we're having great matches and figuring it out and having lots of fun. You know, it's it's a cool feeling. I'm sure you'll get the same with Sting because Sting's Sting's awesome. But he's also one of those guys that shows up. Is like, just tell me what you want me to do, guys. Yeah, I, you know? I've heard him say that. Yeah, I'm like, dang, this is, this is cool. Like, and you know, the moment that I've had with him when he came out, I'm walking towards him, and you know, the gang's pulling me back. Like, you know, like, what's up? Like, let's get it. You know. So that that was that was pretty cool. How, what, how was it when you first met him? Was it after the show? It was it was after we did the segment. Yeah, he came up to me, thanked me, and I'm like, thank you. I was like, you were a big influence in my childhood, and he's like, he, that means a lot. And he like looked me in my eyes, like we need to talk. Like like I truly appreciate that because yeah. I had gotten into my grandma's makeup kit and tried to <laughs> put my own little face paint on and. I had to end up going outside getting the switch because my grandma was like, get that switch right there. And I already knew what it was, but it was. That's some old school stuff right there. Yeah. Explain what a switch is. A switch is where it's a, it's a branch off a tree. Like you have to, I try picking the smallest ones and my grandma would be like, nah, try that oh, she again. She makes you pick your own switch? Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. So basically you're going to get hit with this thing. Yeah. So you got to go out and pick out the thing that you're going to get hit with. Yeah. Oh, my god. And it just, you, you pull off the other little extension of the branches, the leaves, and yeah, I would try to bend it just a little bit so when she hit me the first time, it'd break, and she finally got a hold of it, and she's like, no. She's like, she's like, sit your ass right there. I'm going to go get one, so... But you gotta incorporate that into a, a, a match one day. You pull out the switch. It, it, it was funny one time. I like I put up on um on my Facebook page like kids today will not know what this is, and my my son looked at it and was like, "What is that?" I'm like, "It's a switch." He's like, "What do you do with it?" And I'm like, "Well, act up and let yeah. <laughs> let's see." But it's yeah. It's one of those things when uh, when my kids were really little. My pastor's actually said, you know, if 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 it gets out of control, spanking, mm-hmm. just once. Yep. And you're like, oh, I can't do it. He goes, I'm telling you. So with my son one time, he went through this phase where he was like, he thought it was funny to punch everybody in the balls. And I was like, stop. And yeah. he did it. And I said, okay, pull the pants down and give him the hand switch. Yep. Crying, screaming. But anytime after that, all I had to say was, you want a spanking? Nope. Yep. yep. You want the switch? Yep. Nope. Yep. <laughs> you know I, mean? I think for the... the f- after I got a real good one, like she made me go pick it and like get a, you know, that's something wrong, grab another one. It was just like a lecture after it. And I'm just like staring at the switch and she knew she like had my full attention. Like I, didn't, I ain't cutting up no more. Like Last question for you, man. Uh, actually, two questions. Who, who are you looking forward to working with here in AEW? And what's your favorite match that you ever had since you've been here? My favorite match that I've had that I've been here was was probably the it's it's a tie between when Ricky and I went up against uh Darby and Cody and the um the six man we had for Brody's tribute. And that was you it was uh Team Taz, so myself, Ricky and Cage versus uh ten um Cody, Cody. and Cassidy. Yes. That was a good Cassidy. match, yeah, that was yeah. right. That yeah. that was just it was amazing. The the time that I was here that I got to know Brody was amazing because right after my first um, dark match with Orange, he pulled me aside and talked to me. 
and he ever since every match that I've had he watched mm-hmm. always gave me advice so that that was just awesome because yeah. my whole family loved him like when he was in, in the Wyatt family like we all loved him man. yeah, yeah. It, it was just he was a real good person and it that meant a lot to me for him to pull me aside didn't know me to say hey you're a big man don't do this try this this worked that didn't work and it the same thing that you and i discussed in the past yeah and if you're big not, not a lot of big guys in this company right so the, no if you're big work big yeah i remember i did a <laughs> did a frog splash in the match and you told me he's like i know you can do it but you don't need to do right. it doesn't mean you have to do it yeah and i and i ain't done it since and i just you know just you you and you guys you guys pull me aside man like i said earlier that just means so much like it i'm not the type to just say yes sir okay thank you this and that like mm-hmm. i hear what you're saying because i want to be here for a mm-hmm. long time mm-hmm. i don't want to be one of those guys okay well this guy just doesn't listen mm-hmm. you know and you can tell quickly so i'm i'm grateful for it yeah so that was one of my favorite and who do i look forward working I got a, I got a list. <laughs> um, I got a list. Like I, it, it would mean the world. Like to, to work you. Just work. I want to work Warlow. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we will have great chemistry. Yes. Big man. Yeah. Match. I you know, I want to work everyone. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I know it sounds cliche, but I just just want to work everyone. I want to mm-hmm. continue to learn and win championships and. And be the man, like <laughs> just like can't dude, wait. You're off to a great start, man. Thank it's great you. to have you here in the roster. Thank you. I appreciate sure. that. Uh, Got to get that switch. As you can yes, see, yes. Switch that you know what we Sting has the bat. I we may need to the bring switch. switches to the <laughs> ring. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but. Are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen.